hear that, Joe? I'll roll with you. Anyway. Uh, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, Joe Rogan, the reason, the way that he does it is, you know, they just record it. They've got a camera on each view, and then they just edit and post after the fact. Sweet. Oh. They can even, you know, they don't do it. They don't edit heavily, but they edit the video heavily, but they don't edit the audio heavily, but they could. Only if Alex Jones is on and they edit. Yeah. 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 He's I'm sure there's parts that you miss of those. Parts of Alex Jones, like of the uh, podcast that you miss, like with him. I'm sure they really do. They're probably. Like, yeah. Oh, he goes sure. on a tangent here that we cannot put out. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> those child that who's there it's rare who's there it's rare come fill your time this pot's for all from the finger lakes join in the call Learn something new about the Cuca Trail of State New York every episode of Tap who's there it's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. Boom. Two viewers, oh. two likes, man. Wow, you people are Thanks guys. Are impressive. We love today. you. Send us a comment, let, let us know who you are. Ask us a question. All right, you guys are gonna see me interview Phil real quick. So, oh boy, as a friend, you always like you think about like, like, oh, why don't I really know why my friend did this? What made you choose your career path? Oh, shit. Um, poor judgment. Poor judgment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. It goes. It's kind of interesting, I guess, unless unless you uh, hate boring stuff that just I got interested in. I mean, my dad was a coach. He's he's coached over a hundred seasons of of athletics. Wow! At the high school level, he's going to be starting uh, tomorrow coaching um, at the college level. Awesome! So that's kind of interesting for for his retirement gig. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, for sure, I saw that post. That was it, a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I was always around sports. I got interested in medicine seemed like a natural fit i always thought i was going to just go be a surgeon or something but then um it seems like as an athletic trainer i'm a lot more involved in you know the the sports part of it than um than you would be as a surgeon it's kind of nice um i mean you just don't get those relationships you see somebody you know if, if you're a surgeon you see somebody once twice mm-hmm. hopefully not more than that sometimes more than that but for me it's you know i can be right on the sideline which i like my like the days of being excited for being on the sideline are over oh really kind of yeah yeah. like it's there's sometimes when um like for certain events it's kind of fun like when i went to the rodeo it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be on the sideline for this, really like cool. <laughs> this new different thing. Yeah. When I got out, when I went out on the bench for my first hockey game, when I went to my first hockey national championship, those things, you're like a little bit, oh, this is like, this is special. You can tell it's special. But, you know, when, when your job is being around sports 
you know, every day, all day, you kind of get, it's a little bit less exciting. Yeah. But it's, it's still, it's the relationships that you have. It changes what, why you're, why you like being there. I don't like being there because of the sports anymore. I like being there because of the people. Gotcha. Interesting. So was it, was it ever like you, at one point you thought like every kind of young boy does like, Hey, I'm going to be a professional athlete. Totally. And then like, it got to the point where you like hit, you're like, yeah, that's probably out of out of like the realm of possibility. So you're like, I'm just going to work in sports. Is that when I was, where you went to? When I was six, I could switch hit. Okay. That's pretty good. I couldn't even hit like not regular, not great, <laughs> not great, but I could do it. Hey, Melissa, I could do it. Yeah. wasn't very good at it. Um, probably. I mean, at that level, nobody's good at it though. Right. right. When you're, when you're that age, nobody's good at it. Yeah. Eventually I got less good at it. So moved on. Yeah, I, we are. I was just so I remember as a kid, you know, the whole time I was like and then I kept it up at a high level in high school. But you always hit that point where you're like you, you actually get to play against people that are a, that are a, actually a, good, like really good athletes yeah, like yeah. above you. And you're like, whoa, like I'm really outclassed. I'm just getting man. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I was like sports management. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, you remember those classes? Like, yeah. What do you do with that? I don't even know. Maybe some some people get lucky and I never took sports management. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't even. I know took what anatomy. To you know. Yeah. Like people, go. people still think it took me several years. Sorry, mom, to throw you under the bus, but it took me even several years until my mom understood that I I really I really do not um, work in a gym. Like my office is in a gymnasium. Right. But like I'm not gym staff. Like, right. I'm healthcare staff and nobody understands that. And I, I find myself constantly explaining that because the title of our profession is it's disastrous. Like you can't athletic trainer. Right. Isn't remotely a, a good description of what we do and what our skill set is. Um, so I always find myself having to explain that. It, no, we're not. We're not a physical personal trainer or whatever. I'm not there to get you pumped up i do sometimes use exercise as a you know as a treatment but i'm not doing exercise to get you fit i'm doing exercise to get you back from an injury cool interesting it's so it was kind of an accident then oh yeah well yeah so and interestingly so here's if you really want to get a little bit closer to it when i got to college I got hurt uh, during cross country practice right away. And I went to see the athletic trainer, Jeff, who's my boss now. And, you know, he fixed me up. And after, you know, me going in for a couple of weeks, he said, what do you, uh, what's your major? <laughs> I said, biology. What do you, what do you plan to do? And I told him, and I didn't know that was my interview, but he hired me right there for four years to work for him as an undergrad work study student. Really? And then wow. at the end of it, he handed me the application for the grad school and he said, here, there, you know, if you're interested in this, here you go. Wow. And wrote me a nice recommendation. And that's what I did. Cool. Interesting. He's definitely taken me down an interesting path. Yeah. With a lot of interesting people. Now, have most embarrassing moment, like have you slipped on the ice? Like going out to like help a kid or like dropped a gurney 
or no. done, done any of those. No. Crazy. I'm like James Bond. Yeah. You, when it comes to sports medicine. You've never on. like slipped on the field, like running out real quick and it's damp and you slip or you slipped on the ice trying to nothing, nothing crazy like that. I never fell on the ice. No. Wow. The guys would always too. The, it, it always annoy me because whenever somebody would get hurt on the ice, two guys would always skate over so you could like grab onto them and, and walk over there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, like you can skate next to me, but I'm not holding on. Like I'm, I'm fine. I'm on my way. Really? Coming. Yeah. Is it? That's it's pretty slippery. And you, like when I started out, everybody's like, "Oh, you got to get the act tracks or the little cleats mm-hmm. for your shoes." You don't need them. Really? You don't need them. No. You just have to learn some coordination and how to walk on ice. The key is, uh, I think you you walk a little bit like. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> I'm sure Jeff has some stories. I wish I was there. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I wish I was there for that. Oh my god, that that would have been awesome. And the fact that he, the Eagles, because I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Yeah. So the fact that he had anything to do with the Eagles is impressive. A lot of a lot of cool stories from from the Eagles days from Jeff. Because he probably was working there. I know you're not really all that huge into sports, but it used to be the vet, and that was a really old ass stadium and crazy compared to Lincoln Financial now. But I'm sure he's got some some stories, man. I'm just trying to think of if I I don't know. I can't think of any stories of where I did something goofy. <laughs> I don't know. I just was wondering I just I do like goofy you stuff. Sli- you just slip and fall on the I do goofy and... stuff in real life all the time, but I don't know. I mean you ever had to help a ref? Oh yeah, all, you have yeah all yeah. the time. I had one uh, one ref got a hockey puck to the face. You know they try to get out of the way, but when they go to when they chip the puck mm-hmm. and ricochet it off the board, and they they shoot it right at the ref sometimes. And Jesus. the one it hit him right in the mouth. Oh, and it it cut through all the way to his teeth. It cut right through his lip. It's like that. That was wild. I had one where there was a there. There was a coach on the bench. There are two coaches on the bench. And the one was uh, talking to a player. Mm-hmm. And so the one was standing directly behind the other. And the the first one saw the puck coming. So he ducked. The one standing directly behind him had no idea. Oh, no. And it smashed his nose. Oh, it was like it was like flat. You can't do anything for a broken nose, right? You just like tape it or something. I don't know what the hell can you even do. They do stuff for it. Do they? You know, I I don't do anything for it. Oh. But the doctors, if if you if it makes it hard for you to breathe, they'll, you know, it's a deviated septum. Yeah, I don't know. I was told I had one when I got my nose broke once doing. Can you breathe? Yeah, fine. They just well, did this thing like where they stick something <laughs> up there and then they, like burn it. You ever heard of that? Yeah, cauterizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. You get punched in the nose so many times, you, your nose gets all messed up. So then the only time they'd ever put anything is when they'd re-straighten your nose because mm-hmm. they just didn't want you to like pump it and like so it's out of place. Oh god. They Those always try to days. like doctors that don't really know. Oh man, I don't want to call anybody out. And so I'm not saying anything about anybody specific, but doctors who don't really know as much about sports. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know you got some that work with sports all the time and have actually been involved with sports, played sports been on the sideline and they understand it a little bit and then you've got some who really never had anything to do with sports they just happen to occasionally have a patient who's an athlete and usually the ones who 
occasionally have a patient who's an athlete really think that they know something they should do. And it's like, I've, I've never seen this before. Or I, like I've seen this four times and it was by other doctors who've gotten no involvement with sports. Okay. And like one of those is for people with a broken nose, they they'll make those face shield things. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant played with one. I remember. Yeah. And Rip Hamilton and they're stupid. They, well, they, they're supposed to make it so you can't get hit in the nose again. Right. Yeah. Like, and get hurt. Cause your nose has, I mean, it's sensitive for most sports. Right? They don't make any sense. Yeah. And I just know basketball, especially like basketball. I still don't, I don't love it for basketball, but I see it because there's so much contact with that part of the body. But for most sports, it just makes it harder for you to see. Yeah. I could imagine. It's, you're yeah. just more likely to get hurt. Probably. Interesting. Yeah. It's gotta be hard to play sports or it's everything's about a rhythm. So it's gotta be and com- comfortable, like the more comfortable you are and the more loose you are and the better rhythm you are. I always felt like the better you play. So just like changing one thing, like you ever seen like during a wet game when a quarterback will put a glove on one of their hands mm-hmm. and they always end up ripping the glove off and throwing it Yeah, because like the, it, it doesn't just, help. It just like puts them in such a, you know, like you're out of your thing. Yeah. You, know, you just, just go play be comfortable. So fun. So when I was, I'm trying to remember this story. Trent, there's a couple different stories with the bus. So when I was a, when I was a student, my, I want to say my, man, maybe my sophomore year, I was scheduled for some reason. Um, it was my first time getting on a bus to go to an away game for lacrosse mm-hmm. and I get on the bus and I'm looking around for where I'm going to sit. And I sit down in a seat and like people just keep coming and they're like, and I was the weakest link. Like I was a student athletic trainer. I wasn't on the team. So they were like, Oh yeah. Uh, you get, you get to have the day off. <laughs> Really? They just threw you off the bus? Yeah, it was like the one person they didn't think they needed. So I got to get back off the bus and I go in and I said, hey, uh, yeah, there wasn't room on the bus for me. So I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. And my luck was that um, there was a synchronized swimming tournament that day. And I got told, look, this is the one day you're allowed to wear flip flops to work. Go go uh, change into something that you can sit in a hot muggy room for like 11 hours. That's the worst. It was chlorine. And, and they've got lifeguards. So like my whole job was basically keep the, keep the water coolers full and make sure people had a bag of ice if they needed it. You didn't hold up numbers and judge or anything like that. I should have, should have just, just to mess with them. Just Just like like ones ancillary. (laughs) Just over on the side. <laughs> 14. 14. <laughs> oh God. That's funny. No, but I think <clears throat> I think Jeff still feels bad about that one because was Jeff on the bus? No. He oh. uh couldn't go on the bus. He wasn't on the bus because we had home stuff that day. So he couldn't travel because he was the only athletic trainer. So the team went without any athletic trainer. They might have had another student. I think I was going with another student. Now, aren't coaches like coaches have to get trained a little bit in this stuff, right? Yeah, they know CPR. 
It's just like a little the bit basics. of first aid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they probably don't know how to help a dislocated shoulder, but, right? No, you wouldn't it, think. It, well, I mean, just the, what you learn in first aid class, yeah, just to stabilize it. But the bigger, I mean, it's not their job, right? Like they need to be. Able, they have a job that they have to focus on, right? And they don't have. It's not their job. And not only that, but um, you know, they want to get players back. You can't get players back if you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing to be able to look at somebody and say it's safe. Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's definitely a lot different than the older older years. But I think Jeff would pick out the students who are annoying him and give them the synchronized I hope I'm not giving away a secret. Give him the synchronized swimming meets. <laughs> and he he told he told me he's like, yeah, no, I felt bad because like you weren't on that list. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't on and the you, you just, it was just timing. <laughs> oh god. That's funny. Yeah. So what made you choose to be a, a code enforcing <laughs> distilling restaurateur? Nothing. That's not the that wasn't the plan. No plan. No plan. That was not the plan. <laughs> no, really, it was always be a cop. Like, I like whiskey, so that's what it was gonna be. It's gonna it's gonna be a cop. So you, you couldn't make it through police academy. Think about it when uh like if you're an athlete, the one especially if you're like if you like physical adrenaline, you know, because that my favorite thing was always like before the game, that like anxious feeling of like until you hit someone. Like, yeah, there's something about like before you actually get on the field and get hit. Oh yeah, like I yeah. don't know, I loved it. I yeah. don't know what the feeling is, and then you finally like make contact and you you're playing, and I don't know, it's just adrenaline. So it's like, yeah, your adrenaline kicks in early. How do you keep that into a professional life? You know, so that's what I was. That's kind of where it was like. Gotcha. What is adrenaline related? So you wanted like, to be a cop so you could hit people yeah there you go <laughs> like where where's the adrenaline and you, it was like military i'm not big on flying at all i don't like to fly so kind of military was like done i was like yeah i don't want to be on planes all the time so i was like a cop yeah that seems like there's a lot of adrenaline you're walking up to a car windows are tinted you don't know what's on the other side it's like yeah, it's kind of. I sure same. like there to be less adrenaline. Same feeling in, well, in yeah. law enforcement. Yeah, I you know? know, but it's just like that's how things. bad things. That's how that's how bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, is people not being calm. That's true and prepared. Interest. I mean, it's all now that I think of it in retrospect. But it's like you know, yeah, maybe that's adrenaline in a in a professional, especially somebody that's supposed to be serving and protecting is probably not the best thing. It's probably not, but it but it exists. It, it does, does exist. Oh, yeah, no matter what. Rampant. So and but and then the only then I was like, oh, MMA. That's where I started getting into adrenaline. And then I was like, oh, you actually get really hurt and it's not fun and you're not that good, so you should stop. So then I stopped <laughs> doing that to do. Uh, yeah. So there you go. And somehow. Here I am owning a restaurant and distillery with zero adrenaline. <laughs> None. So, very funny. But at least you get to be an enforcement mm. of codes. Code enforcement. Codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor guys. Every time you go up to a job, like this week was hot. Oh, like yeah. These guys were working their asses off. And I get out of this, like, 
AC truck. I'm, I'm like clean. All you know, my hair looks all nice. I go up. I'm like, man, it, it is a tough one out. It is freaking hot. And the guys <laughs> just look at me, and I'm like, they're gonna strangle me. I need to get back in the How truck. About and this go. Heat? <laughs> they were pissed. And I did it like not thinking, right? You know, it's just like like weather. You know, you're an asshole. Like it, like an icebreaker. Yeah, you're an like asshole. Talking about the man, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking hot. And I'm like in an ace. It's so funny. I'll just never forget the look on the guy's face. And you know, when you said something, you're like. Oh, I like pissed him Oops. off. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like oh. that was the look, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that wasn't the right thing to do." <laughs> Hi, Jude. How's it going? It's my mom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hi. I saw her comment on your picture of you and Hawkeye. Yeah. Good old so, Hawkeye. Yeah. Haw- Hawkeye really makes the pictures look good that you take. It, he helps. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> he can divert some of the attention. <laughs> that was funny. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways. Code enforcement. I I was thinking that the other day. I was watching a, a preseason football game, and I saw the guy get <clears throat> obliterated. And like the people came out, and I was like, "Man, it looks kind of fun. Like it shouldn't be fun that people get hurt, but to be like, you know, to go out there and like you have to like as a I don't know what they are. are they athletic trainers? Those people that come out in the field when someone gets hurt, like the same me. thing. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. So and they like come out. You got to move this guy to keep the thing game going. So, because obviously there's TV and stuff. And at the same time, you make sure the guy's not dead. Like, you know, so well, you, sure. And, and, and you're doing like the CT like stuff and trying to make sure they're not concussed. Like, I was like, I'm sure there's a bit of like, and it's quick, right? Because you can't sit there all day. You can sit there all day if you have to. Yeah. But they get them if off some, the field. Do you know why? So, here, so here's what, here's the thought process, right? You have all the time that you want you're if somebody's hurt that's your space you take it yeah okay you get out there and if if their life is in danger or if they're in danger of some kind of permanent injury Mm -hmm. life or limb kind of deal right you know you're not going anywhere like you're going to be there as long as you need to but if you make sure that they're they're not dying you make sure that they're not at risk from moving them Mm -hmm. then move them and then go do, you know, a, a more extensive evaluation on the sideline. You know, get what information you need on the field. And then if they're safe to move, move them. Interesting. I always thought they just mo- had to move them because nope. it seems like they move at a, like, quick pace. And yeah. it's cool to see the other team's people come at the same time. You know, you get the your side and the other side, and both are kind of checking them out, looking at them. And, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. So. It's got to be. I wonder what that pays. That's got to be good pay. You get like, think about it. Like you're in the NFL. Mm. It's still not. It's not what it ought to be. No, because I would think, especially now with all the CTE measures, right? You know, concussion protocol. Oh shit! It's not. Yeah. What? That's it. Wow. Forty-six thousand five hundred a year to be an NFL athletic trainer to work on guys that get paid ten million dollars a year—that's <laughs> crazy, huh? Yeah, it's it's not it's not a good scenario. Do you think uh, people ever get like attached? But they em- get bonuses emotionally and tips and stuff like that. Like that—that's the thing with the NFL is like the big. 
the guys that make a lot of money usually they'll they'll throw you something. If you're if you're doing it for a team and like you see somebody like let's say basketball like LeBron James get hurt like you know you're just like I wonder if these like trainers like I mean after a while like these people are like family you're with them all the time I yeah. mean it's got to be tough to see them get hurt and it's got to be interesting. It's an interesting profession. It's just so. when you do your job, you know, yeah. like that's what you're there for. You're there to make sure that they can be healthy. And I, I get, you know, every once in a while you get somebody who says, oh, yeah, like I didn't want to tell you I was hurt because because anything like usually because I was afraid you were going to take me out of the game. Mm -hmm. It's like the only reason I'm taking you out of a game is if it's not safe for you to be in a game. All right. I'm there to make it so that if it's safe, you know it. And that if there's something I can do to make it so that it's more comfortable for you to play or that you can have a better chance of playing or prevent injury, prevent you from getting worse. That's what I'm there for. Hmm. Like that's my, my job is never to take people out of the game unless, unless they shouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, it used to be the old school mentality was you're tough and you stay and keep playing, but here you go. Here's one thing we used to do. We all swore by it. Bananas at halftime, yes or no? It's not meat. <laughs> what do you? It was was it dumb? Do you think it affected anything for us? It probably gave some guys a tummy ache. So you don't think like that potassium helped with the cramping or anything like that? Probably. Not. That's what we all. I mean, you still used to like we'd all have a banana like at halftime, thinking it would for do the, something for the potassium yeah. to get from a banana. Listen, See, well, I'm just telling no, you, I'm, we were in high school, listen, man. <laughs> for, for the potassium from a banana uh -huh. to you're going to, during halftime, absorb, digest that, like all the nutrients from a banana and it be in your bloodstream and then get to the parts of your body where you need it. Hey, I don't know. Because the, the, <laughs> We the, used to think like so. Like the potassium even needs to get further. And it's just the timeline for that it doesn't doesn't match up for me. But, uh, you know, maybe a sport drink, maybe like a low sugar sport drink, not Gatorade is what you're saying. Um, they've got low, they've got low sugar Gatorade Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I think they have low sugar Powerade too, yeah. but no, I could see, I could see, um, getting some electrolytes for sure. Cause you need mostly at that point it's to help your body hold on to the water because you're losing electrolytes as you're sweating. So. You need to you need to have water and you need electrolytes to keep it to the right concentration. I never felt like having Gatorade. I never felt good after having Gatorade, like playing while right. playing. It's because of the sugar. Yeah, it felt horrible. Just like water was better. But if you can do like... it, if if you could just get water with electrolytes in it, you could even have you could have Gatorade, the Gatorade Zero or whatever, the G two or what. Like the low sugar, no sugar Should Gatorades. Gave everyone Pedialyte. Those are fine. Pedialyte has sugar in it too. Oh, does it really? I think so. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. You I give don't, it to babies. I never so drink I like, Pedialyte, I but I think it's. Yeah. But yeah, water is great. If you can get some salt in your diet, that's even better. Really? Yeah, you got to have salt. Okay. Electrolytes are salt. Right. Okay. You, you I need didn't salt. Know so, like for every little salt molecule, it's like six water molecules surround it. Interesting. So you have to have okay, like they all they all work together kind of deal. Cool. Electrolytes. There you go. 
that guy that made Gatorade up. You ever you ever like watched or read up on that? It's a pretty interesting story. Yeah. It's really interesting, yeah. actually. I have so. a little bit, but not. And a lot of it was, I think, uh, a hoax. Or not a hoax. I mean, it just felt like, you know, one team won. And, oh, go ahead. You can no, go ahead. talk out. But it was like a, one of the college teams won because they were drinking Gatorade. Was it, it? I think it was the... The Gators. The Gators or the, the Hurricanes. It was the, it was the Florida was Gators. Was it the Florida Gators? Right? Yeah. yeah. So one of them. And... It's like they're like it's because of the Gatorade, right? <laughs> it's like water would have done the same thing. They just had a good team, so and it's they like made pretty cool, like billions of dollars, billions of dollars for alpha sugary sports sugar drink. water. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Cool. Was the original orange or was it lemon lime? I don't, I think it was green. I think it was and lemon, lemon lime. lime. Yeah. yeah, and it makes sense. Well, no, Florida oranges would work too. I don't know. Who knows? To be honest, so. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we can stop the sport talk, but yeah, Gatorade. We There's... should we should wait before we stop. We should make a sports drink with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> alcohol loosens you up a little bit. Yeah. But you're not allowed to put anything on a label for something that has alcohol in it that says that it's good for you, right? We're going to say it's not bad for you, though. What about, have you seen this water, the canned water that's called liquid death? <laughs> you can you get a Google that. You can get a can no. of water called liquid death. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Liquid death. Yeah. And it, like, look at that can. I thought that was beer. It looks like beer, dude. I know, but it's water. See, mountain, what, mountain water. What? It, why? Why? What's the what's the reason? It's just water it, instead of instead of being in a plastic. But it's to reduce Murder plastic. Your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it's okay. through, it's the whole plan is to reduce plastic waste. Cool. Okay. So they they use cans that are recyclable instead of um, plastic that's probably going to end up in the ocean. I really don't like the labeling for water. I just I, as a consumer, I don't think I'm going to buy liquid death. It looks like a full throttle energy drink. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I've had Red Bull water. What? Red Bull makes water. I mean, they bottle water. Really? Yeah. What the hell? I don't know if they do it here, but in Austria. Red Bull water. Conic? Conic. My God. Red like Bulls. all these different. Yeah, it's like $5 a thing for it, though, because it's Red Bull. But I bet Jesus. we could make a hell of a recovery drink with, you know, runners it, like they love having a beer after after a long run. Yeah. Pretty much anybody athletes, yeah. I think they just I, any person usually likes to have a yeah. beer after. But after exercise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a low low alcohol, or do you think you'd want like a? I don't know. Probably low alcohol. Yeah, something like real. Yeah. Just take the edge off. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there might be something there. Yeah, we'll see. See what happens. I, I can guarantee you if you if you could find a name that you could get past the uh government trolls, you could make a fortune. It'd be interesting. What are we looking? Great book, thirty two years from the best seat in the house by Gary Vitti. 
For 32 years, Gary was the athletic trainer for the Lakers. A great read for any sports fan. I'm not an NBA fan, but it demonstrates the unique relationship between Gary and Kobe Bryant and many other Laker greats. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. I like the book. I really liked, I got a book. Oh, I think I have it. No, I gave it to my grandfather. My grandfather has this book, but we can order one if you want. Um, that I got from Jeff actually called You're Okay, It's Just a Bruise. Okay. And it was about this guy, um, Louis Hazinga, I think. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he was like the doctor for all these um, celebrities out in California. Okay. And he was, I mean, he wrote the book, but in the book, he kind of makes himself out to be a good doctor. Yeah. (laughs) And he says, you know, he found out that the doctor for the Oakland Raiders was going to be done after that year and they needed a new doctor. So he jumped on along with the doctor, the orthopedist that had been there forever, who turned out in the description in the book to be a bit of a quack oh, great. Um, and like scary stuff Wow, and really cool stories and. I I flipped this book open. I didn't have time to read the whole thing, but enough for me to, to want to like buy the book and read the rest of it. I opened up to like some chapter and he's telling this story about there's a, there's a game and one of the guys was really sick and he was going to play anyway. And he had hit diarrhea, but he's going to play football. (laughs) <laughs> so he's out there playing okay and it's halftime and he doesn't get up and so they run out and they kind of help him off the field and they're you know walking into the whatever to the tunnel and they're helping him out down the tunnel and he's like doc if i like they're wearing white pants you know he's like if you like get me off this field <laughs> <laughs> so he just had to go to the locker room yeah like, oh that's so, funny so this guy like throws his beer at him because they're in a way game. This guy throws his beer at him. The one guy like goes and grabs him, almost kills him with his helmet, like just misses whiffs. Thank God. So they're in the locker room and they're in the athletic training room. And the guy, they've got an IV because he's so dehydrated. He couldn't get up. So they've got an IV in each of his arms. Okay. And so he's like this, And he goes, you know, the doctor goes to work on some other guys and he goes, doc, doc, come get these out of me. I got to go. And he's like, we got like 15 minutes left to halftime. It's like, no, I got to go. And he kind of points. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, well, shit, we can't take the IVs out because we need to get the fluids in. So they help him into the stall. With IVs in this giant NFL player with IVs in each arm, and they're in the stall, and they've got like an athletic trainer in the stalls next to him holding the IV bags up, (laughs) and the doctor's like standing in there in case he like, you know, tips over or something, and he gets finished, and uh, he he can't he can't bend his arms. Oh no. No. So, so the athletic don't get paid the, enough. The money head athletic trainer is looking down at him. He goes, Hey, Doc, 
I bet your buddies back at Harvard would love to see you right now. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nope. So oh, I man. said, I got to read this book. Yeah. I got to read this book. And it's it's a, anybody who wants to learn about some like crazy shit from the Raiders in the mid 80s. Wow. Or about like crazy stuff that happens in sports medicine, even in, even at the highest levels. Just you're OK. It's just a bruise. Louis Hazinga. Interesting. That that's a yeah, no. <laughs> I would have been unemployed that day. Yeah. That'd have been over. And then yeah, they make the joke too that um you know, those guys are so big. Mhm. And so he's like he's he makes this reference to when they've got heat illness or you know, if they are suspected it. The only way to take their temperature if if you think they've got if they're getting heat stroke or heat, you know, rectal so they're so big he goes yeah could you just like could you let out a fart and give me a clue (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) this book is is an interesting book so the guy was a quack though like did he get found the guy so there was a guy that was on the the way that it all came down was there was a guy on the field and this is how it got its name this is how the, the book got its name there was a guy that was down on the field and he got hit hard or he hit somebody i can't remember what what the cause of the injury was but he's laying there and he's having like he's having symptoms in his arms and legs like he's got that the doctor that wrote the book says yeah we gotta we gotta spine board him we've got to get him on a spine board and get him off and then get him like x-rays immediately and this orthopedist who's like over the hill comes out Grabs the guy's head, goes, you're okay, it's just a bruise. Gets him up. Moved his neck and everything like that? Yep. Was the guy messed up? Nobody could have been. Well, interesting. I mean, and that's it, right? Like, it was, he had all the you're signs. Not, you're not supposed to move the neck until you have x-rays, right? Isn't that You're not, awesome? well, you not necessarily. Okay. I but, don't know. But you're not supposed to move the neck until you're sure that it's safe. I just remember high school when you laid someone out and like like every single everyone person everyone was like just keep your head like yeah. hold your head straight. Like yeah. they would always hold but their not, head straight. Right. I don't know why. And, until so. somebody that knows what they're doing yeah. can actually come and assess and make sure that there's no injury there. Gotcha. Because uh, every single person that has a collision doesn't get a neck x-ray. Right. Like every time that you hit somebody on a football field, they don't get an x-ray. But you have to at least make sure that there's not an injury there before you Interesting. send them away. And this guy just comes up. He doesn't ask him any questions. He just goes, rrr, rrr. you're okay. It's just a bruise. <laughs> Jesus. And that guy, he he said, he yelled at the, the author. He said, listen, like you scared that guy. Like you didn't need to scare him like that. You... And he was like, no, he should have had x-rays. <laughs> he need, he could have been paralyzed for the rest of his life. Yeah. And like two days later, that football player came back in and was like, Doc, we need you here because because he was thinking about quitting after that. He's like, Doc, we need you here because somebody has to be the person saying we have to get x-rays. Yeah. We need somebody who's going to basically protect us from this other doctor. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. It's kind of wild, but it's a cool book to to read those stories. 
So, talking about bruises, are you supposed to rub out a bruise? You ever heard that? That doesn't that feel like nonsense. Is it true? No. Yeah. No. 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 Don't don't rub a bruise. Yeah. That was are you kidding? That was like that's, thing. that's that's that absurd. Say. It for was, several reasons. Like if you rub it out, like it clears it up or some shit. There, like, like a week later, if if you in certain scenarios. Yeah, I'm not saying instantly, but I'm saying like you have. Yeah, but people like think... a huge stinger, and like it is not going out, going away, and you're like a couple days in. You're but like, you have to do it right, and it's yeah. See, I don't know. I just remember so, being told that. So. Like if you get people do this right. So I had a guy pissed me off. I had a not not at my current job i had a player get hit in the quad he had a quad mm-hmm. contusion a deep th- Bam, those are ugly a deep thigh contusion no it wasn't ugly oh it, it didn't look like anything oh because deep thigh contusions are under the muscle oh okay. like it it's up against the bone so that's those are the ones that get really scary because well not scary but those are the ones that are tricky because they're deep and you have to know what you're looking for and how to find it. Um, but if you, so back to a bruise, right? A bruise is what? I mean, I'm not, well, I don't know. I just thought it was like blood yeah, coming to the surface. I, mean, you, I don't know what that right. is. It's, yeah. it's like bleeding, right? Yeah. But it's just inside. Yeah. Yeah. So you get bleeding. Yeah. R- rubbing something does what to your blood flow? I mean, I, I would say rub, see the, I, I was always told when you rubbed it out that you're just like, you're getting it, uh, I don't know, out of there. I don't freaking know. Right. I so what, well, so if you rub something, it increases your blood flow. Right. Do, do you yeah, want your blood sure. flow to in, increase in an area where you're bleeding? No, no, that would be bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. So anyway, this kid gets a deep thigh contusion. His coach tells him um that he should rub it and then he tells him something else and then he says don't bother to see the athletic trainers because he knows what he's doing meanwhile so like this was a time when i didn't i wasn't like at every practice so the kid like waits two weeks (laughs) before i ever see him and because of it and because of the way that what his coach told him in the meantime he ended up being out for over two months from a ding on the thigh really and what what so what happens with a deep thigh contusion if you don't treat it properly is that blood instead of coming to the surface and making a bruise it's underneath the muscle up against the bone and i like to describe it this way right so um those bruises it forms like a little uh area of blood Mm mm-hmm and it forms then like the healing process, right? Then you get a callus of like blood and connective tissues and whatever else in there. And when you heal, it heals to be like whatever is next to it, right? You get a cut in your skin, it it fills in with skin. You get a tear in your muscle, it fills in with muscle kind of deal, right? So if you get this callus between your muscle and your bone, it's like, all right, what am I next to? Oh, there's some bone. So like instead of absorbing, sometimes if you don't treat it properly, it can start to get calcium in it from the, because it's next to a bone. It says, oh, I should be bone. Really? And Whoa. then you get the body's this crazy. like nasty, like calcium bit 
on the underside of your muscle mm-hmm. and then good luck right wow. and then you're gonna be in pain for a while wow so interesting so it's really important yeah to say so, yeah, I, I it was never i was never told to do it after like but it was like a week and it's still like big and it's like no rub it out get the blood out of there like i don't know so, yeah. yeah no there's certain yeah there's certain situations sure yeah. okay. but um it's really just not something that i recommend people just decide to do on their own yeah a high or, school football or just coach listen to their high school football coach. recommend that but no yeah. that, that's why really if uh, it's it's like an irritating thing for athletic trainers to listen to um schools say that they can't afford an athletic trainer but at the same time they say that you know we got this football team that we had since, you know, 1912 and whatever. It's like, okay, well, you can afford a football team. An athletic trainer is required equipment. If you can't afford an athletic trainer, you cannot afford a football team. So every school, if you're out there, if you are involved with a school that has a football team and doesn't have an athletic trainer, you you don't have all the required equipment. Like you're, you're putting those kids in danger. And I, and despite, I know a lot of them have, um, EMTs on the sideline. EMTs are not an athletic trainer. EMTs are great in, um, certain situations, but you emergency situations. Yeah. But they're not going to know if you have a concussion or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, some of them have a little bit, I mean, they, they have a little bit of training in that, but not. Nobody has, unless you're a neurologist or somebody who's done specialized training in concussion, nobody, nobody does more with concussion than athletic trainers do. Hmm. Yeah. And that's gotta be a tough one to figure out, especially mild because the eyes will react if you have a mild, right? Well, (laughs) I had somebody, I had a coach one time say, well, his eyes looked fine. And I was like, what do you like? What are you looking at? What are you looking for? What test did you do on his eyes? You just looked at him. You're like, oh, you don't look glazed yeah. over. <laughs> like, what the what the hell does your eyes look fine mean? I, I mean, for me, when and again, no training, just being in sports was a lot of times people would. It's like the whole like light in the eye, like checking to make sure they dilate and all that stuff. So, Jesse, if they don't if they don't dilate, you got a lot bigger problems. So that doesn't really do anything. No, that that would be a sign of bleeding in your brain. Wow. If, if if you're if you're seeing stuff with the pupils, um, that's like now we're getting serious. Really? Okay. Like now we're getting ambulance now. Whoa. Um, the, those are tests that you do because that's how you sort out what kind of brain injury we're dealing with. Are we dealing with a concussion or are we dealing with just a, you know, external injury are we dealing with bleeding in the brain or something more you know more serious and so if if you've got somebody's like pupils are reacting differently and stuff like that then you're you're talking getting the ambulance right now so you're above a concussion get out of here oh yeah really yeah i mean um concussion it's it's not something that it's it's an invisible injury there sometimes there's some signs people um having balance problems people uh having 
you know, looking like changing levels of consciousness, things like that. Like looking sleepy. Right. They like, they're like, we had a guy sometimes got hit on the other team and we look over, he's sitting in our huddle with us. Yeah. And we look over like, what are you doing, dude? We had to tell the, the ref to like, this kid is not okay. Like he didn't know where he was. So, I mean, I just remember that. That's like for, for anybody who, for anybody who is wondering if like, how to tell if somebody has a concussion you only need two things one is um a mechanism so they get hit in the head their head hits something something hits their body like you can get hit i've I've seen people get hit in the chest and get a concussion really because it's it's not you don't have to actually get hit in the head it's the motion of the brain inside the head so if you get hit hard enough in the chest and it makes your head accelerate fast enough to injure the brain, you get a concussion. Oh. So you have to have a, a mechanism and then you have to have a sign or symptom. Okay. That was caused by that mechanism. So you get hit, makes your, you know, head your brain move fast enough. And then we're looking at like headache, dizziness, nausea, um, memory problems even uh so the one thing that now the eyes are getting to be a little bit more accessible as a way to um, determine if somebody has a concussion because we've got something called the voms which is a series of tests where we measure the motion of the eyes and so it's like it's like what they do on the sobriety test kind of deal like some of those things smooth transitions yeah smooth pursuits yeah. Um, so like your eyes should be able to follow an object smoothly. Yeah. Um, cicades, like your eyes should be able to jump from one thing to another accurately and quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the reflexes of being able to track something that's sitting still while you're moving. Um, your eyes ability to work together to. You're pretty good at like that. track. Something I can't that even do that. To you. Sober, normal. I don't know how you got yeah. across that quick, but that was yeah. interesting. Okay. So like all, all those things. Those are like things that we can use as signs, but all you have to have is one of them. Hmm. Interesting. It doesn't have to be, you don't, it doesn't have to be like you're in a train wreck. It's just, you got hit and it caused one of these things. It was the cause. See, anytime I feel like I've had one, cause I've never, I never went and got diagnosed, but you'd get hit and you'd see white and your ears are zoom, and you're like, for a little bit, you're like, whoa. You know, and then you kind of shake it off and you go back. But I mean, that's, that's well, that, what I always thought that was because I've only felt it like twice. Right. And they were seriously high impact. And it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. It's the only time I've ever seen white. Like yeah. you see just white. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Sometimes people just get like a little it, shock too. Yeah. It, and that's not necessarily so maybe it's always not, a concussion. Like but... I, without getting tested, I don't know. But you only when you only feel something a couple times and then I just, I guess like maybe yeah. that's probably what that was, yeah. but I don't know. So. But you, you, long story short is you need somebody there. Yeah. You need somebody there and you, and you, because you go back and play more football, even if nobody touch it. I mean, that, that doesn't happen to football, but say, say you're um, playing soccer and you get a concussion. You go back to play for 15 minutes. Nobody touches you, but you run around for 15 more minutes that has a has a significant impact on your recovery time 
Like really? You, it can make you take twice as long to recover from 15 minutes more being on the field. Wow. You have to get care. I mean, and for people with concussions, if you do get one, some of them are kind of like what I consider more simple that they, they recover in a normal amount of time, you know, one to one to two weeks, maybe three at most um, to where they're, you know, really ready to go. If you have any red flags, things like um, like your eye tests are really outside of the normal um, things like like history of multiple concussions or history of severe concussions, prolonged recoveries, things like that. You need to really get treatment um, to where you're doing an intervention, like you're doing something to make it better Yeah, within five days. Really? And that's a problem that most, that's another reason to have an athletic trainer. If, and hopefully one that is really up to date is that, after five days, like you've missed, you've missed an opportunity to really get it fast enough to have the optimal impact on your recovery time. Interesting. It's not that like after five days, oh, like it's pointless to go get treatment. Yeah. It's just that if you can get started within five days with like figuring out what the impacts are and address them, your chance of um, having a, having a normal recovery or, or vastly improved. I didn't know that it actually causes other symptoms. So we had a guy that we played with, he got multiple, he'd always lead with his head and murder people. Uh, so he actually developed epilepsy is what they thought. He never had it. And he ended mm -hmm. up getting a couple concussions and he had like bad epilepsy ever since like, Yeah. It's pretty interesting, like what that stuff can do to you. Yeah, I wonder if he had one of those injuries that was a little bit more than yeah, concussion. Maybe. You know, maybe he had some some kind of chemical damage. But man, crazy. Yeah, now, it can. Why do you see it more? And I could be wrong, but I'm guessing. Like, of course, Muhammad Ali got his brain messed up. But why don't you see him as much in boxing and MMA as I feel like you do football? Because I mean, you think like blows to repeated blows to the head would really be like whoa like is it just because there's more football players than boxers well certainly i mean if you look at a i don't know what the average rate is of concussion um in either of those sports because i don't work in either of those sports and really i don't care what about averages that much other than just to know whether i should be looking for something hard or not right but, um you look at those sports and I know in football, I read one study a couple of years ago that over the course of each season, this, the Cincinnati uh, university of Cincinnati got nine concussions per season for their team. So for four years and then they it's did 52 players. Yeah. So, 52 so players, nine concussions. that's, that's like a pretty a, high percentage. What? Like an 18% chance. That's pretty high. That's yeah. not good. Well, um, yeah, it's not. It's not great. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you really average but then they it did, out, they because... did these eye exercises. This is something that really interests me. They, of course, I, I'd really like to find a way to do this um, and make it accessible to everybody. Like to make it accessible to Dundee High School. But they had, you know, probably a quarter million dollars worth of equipment that they were using, and they um, they did these eye exercises with their team. And each, you know, different position, they'd have a little bit different 
exercises, but they had these eye exercises they do with like light boards and stuff like this mm -hmm. um, to improve their reaction time and, and otherwise yeah, those and things are cool, improve their vision, like peripheral vision and, and things like that. And they went down to, I think, 1.2 concussions per year. Really? For, Just from the eye exercises? Years. Yeah. What? Yeah. Whoa. I, I mean, they do them a lot with like tennis balls. Like they'll do like the quick like reaction, yeah. like trying to grab them. Yeah. And then I've seen the lights and those things right. are cool. Yeah. yeah. Those are very expensive. Yeah. Those are sweet though. But <laughs> I'd like to find, I mean, I'd like to see how that works with division three soccer, high school soccer players. Like, does it have as much of an impact for high school soccer players as it does for D1 football players? Because that they're different. They're so different that maybe those results don't translate right hmm. but if it's something that could help high school kids not end up with brain injuries in high school i think that would be and not only that uh they did the same they did the same exercises with their baseball team and their batting averages improved while everybody else, like while the pitchers were getting better their batting averages improved everybody else in their league batting averages were going down. Huh? So it not only can help potentially reduce injury, because I'm, I'm guessing that it probably reduces other types of injury as well. Why? If, if you, if you can't see it, you can't react to it. I mean, there might be other things to it. I don't think they've like, it's, it's all very preliminary um, studies on that stuff. Yeah, so, I just wonder why, but like, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, but if you can't see something coming, you can't get out of the way or you can't like if you can see it just a hair faster and you can go. Yeah, now your whole body, if you get hit, your whole body goes because your neck muscles brace. And so you're like, they have to move the whole mass of your body rather than like if you if you're not protecting yourself, if you get hit and you get you get like, right, right. Yeah, so. But I'm I'm guessing that probably would, um, and this is purely guesses, but probably helps other injuries too. Yeah. Well. And but if you can reduce injury and keep your players on the field, totally worth it. Yeah. On top of it, if you can um, have performance increases at the same time, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And you do all that by taking, you know, twenty minutes three times a week and doing eye exercises. I'm in. It's crazy. Our, our coach used to teach us keep your head on a swivel. Like, and that's the only sport like that because he's like, don't want to get caught out slacking in the open field. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, no, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, so when you're running, especially on like a punt, right, or a kick, like when you're running down the field and it's open, that's a, like, you're really like, a part of you is almost like you're anxious. Like, you don't want to get nailed. So, like, a lot yeah. of times you're like, is anyone trying to catch me? But at the same time, you're trying to kill that guy. It's, right. It's such a crazy sport. Well, ice hockey. It's a, well, Jesus. Ice Some hockey. of those collisions that those, the speed that those yeah. guys can get up to and hit each other. Yep. Whoa. You've got to protect yourself. With the helmet this thin. It's like the thinnest goddamn helmet ever, too. It's just like, I, that's a scary sport. Helmets, helmets don't. Helmets are just there to keep you from fracturing your skull. Really? It doesn't matter the thickness or the pad. Because the NFL's the only developing new helmets to help with oh, CTE yeah. and concussions totally. and everything. Yep. They're totally going to help, too. They'll definitely work. The only thing that I've seen so far that maybe has an impact when it comes to helmet technology is 
the weight of the helmet. If you can get a lighter helmet so that your your neck doesn't have to hold up as much weight, that's the only thing I've seen have any impact. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it'd be great if, if they find something that works. Cool. Right now, the technology of helmets prevents you from fracturing your skull. And for most of the helmets now that have facial protection, it helps reduce facial injury. But they're not there to protect you from concussion as much as they might say that they do. They well, don't. The new rules should really help it. So, I mean, they, they've done a lot. No helmet to helmet contact. Have you seen? Did you no see that? No defenseless receiver hits. You did know, you see the like, SNL skit? No. They got the helmets being developed by Volvo. Oh, my God. No, I didn't Google, see it. I'll show it to you after the show. Okay. But everybody, Google um, SNL Volvo helmet. I, I don't know, maybe. Let me look. Uh, let's see. Volvo oh, helmet. Videos. Um. What am I looking for? Maybe not. Maybe take out Volvo. SNL. Football helmet. They're, it's hilarious. They come out with this gigantic helmet uh-huh. developed by Volvo. It's like this big. And they say, don't forget the new rule. When you tackle the, when you tackle the uh, quarterback, cradle the head, put your princess to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh boy, I'm gonna. I gotta find that because it, yeah. it's it's it that cracks me up. Yeah, but I guess. Uh, yeah, cool. We spent over an hour talking about. I'm sure most people are like, "What?" I think it's interesting. Sports medicine. People like sports medicine. I'd hope so. It, I, it is interesting. When the idea is when you watch shows like this, when you read things, like you should just be expand. Like, right? Just expand yeah. a little bit. You don't have to be a master at anything maybe one thing but yeah. at the same time it's just nice to expand your knowledge and, and learn a little i don't little bit of something new. i don't plan so. on teaching anybody anything that useful by having these conversations but it's yeah. enough to like okay well you know what you're interested in uh, if you're in um sports medicine or emergency medicine or otherwise especially emergency medicine especially emergency medicine and this is a big reason why I recommend that you have an athletic trainer because they just, they're the experts in sports medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not doctors, but we're, we're the expert in sports medicine other than, you know, a couple physicians that are a little bit higher. But anyway, if you're in emergency medicine, just look into the VOMS, just look into it. It's, it's like a quick quick easy test you can do in the emergency room and and it might as much as it might not change your diagnosis in any way it might change your referral so that you can make sure that you can get them the care that they need a little bit faster and so you can get inside that five-day window but just if i can pique people's interest about little things where they can go do their own research on it that's i mean that's where i try to i try to fit into that little bubble there and if you want to invest in our low alcohol volume sports drink, uh, you can contact us at it's rare at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Oh, I got it right before. 
We didn't talk about the Taliban at all. <laughs> no, we got into sports medicine way too hard, dude. You got to look at this can. This is, this might be, we might be stealing an idea from these people. Mountain brew ice. Mountain brew ice. But then look at, like, let me see. How do I zoom in? F- view file. We didn't steal this idea. I didn't hear about this. Look at, look at. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but that alcohol is way it's too high. It's got like, you oh my God. Yeah, five and a half is way too high. You know who makes it? Jenny. Yeah, I saw that. I think Jenny. it's just Jenny Ice. But look, they got a guy like punching somebody. <laughs> is that dude, is, it, is he fishing? I can't tell. I think he's maybe ice fishing. I'm not sure. He's playing baseball. Is softball That's baseball. or golf? Is this one? Maybe? That one's baseball. The one to the left, I don't know what the hell that is. Is That's that basketball? basketball soccer. soccer? Can't tell. Uh, volleyball, maybe? I think that's just another person punching somebody. <laughs> Maybe fencing. I don't know. But uh, okay, <laughs> that 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 label always cracks me up. A very cool brew, and it makes you good at these sports. Maybe. So that's the thing. You just can't write the word saying that that right. You you insinuate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, ours is still going to be way cooler. It's not going to be five and a half percent alcohol. So yeah. It'll be like three percent. What kind of flavor are we looking at? Beer flavor. <laughs> that that beer flavor that you usually go for. Beer yeah. flavor. It'll be on all the sidelines. You wait. <laughs> all the players with <laughs> goddamn hammer. No, it'll be in the locker room. <laughs> the locker room. In there the you locker room. Yeah. It's a recovery drink. Don't forget. Oh god. <laughs> all right, everybody. Look at the size of my arm. I'm jacked. Yeah, you're getting freaking jacked, dude. Dude, that camera is doing some justice for you right there. <laughs> See, I'm not as chunky as I look. It's this goddamn camera. I'm telling you, don't trust the camera. Don't trust the camera, but yeah. except for when you look at my arm and see yeah. how jacked that. Look at that. Look at that thing. Dude, it looks huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at your forearms. It looks like you just like your Popeye. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. You're just going to start being like this every every show. Of course I am. <laughs> All right. See you guys.